Well, I hate for the very first segment of the week to be somber, but this is a very, very sad day. Parker's the, future cast just doesn't have just the same ring to it, does not it? Not the same thing as Parker's balls. No more crystal balls. Maybe I'll still call it crystal balls, and then you can correct me every time and say, well, actually, it's Rivals Future Cast, but OUinsider.com is now on Rivals. They don't call their predictions crystal balls. They call them Future Cast, so... What are we going to do? I don't know. I, I know you and Steely were asking the text line earlier to come up with a new name for it. Have you Yeah, well, they already came up with out? a new name for the text line. Did you hear that? <laughs> the NIP? Yeah, for the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, great, guys. Awesome. Everyone's mind's already in the gutter on a Monday afternoon. Go figure. Well, welcome to the text line sponsorship, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. This is their first uh, official day as the text line sponsor, and this is what they're welcome to. Awesome. Well, yeah, no more crystal balls. Uh, Rivals future cast, and it looks like you have officially logged your first Rivals future cast, eh? Yeah, I logged 14 of them this 14, morning. 14, huh? Let me go through the list here. I'll, I'll run down everybody that I future casted to Oklahoma. Grayson Harris committing in just over a couple of hours. Yes, he is. Talk about that for sure. David Stone, Michael Boganowski, Devon Mitchell, Joseph Jonah Ajonye, Will Nwaneri, Bryant Wesco, Eli Bowen, Nigel Smith, Isaiah Mosey, Christian Thatcher, Xavier Robinson, Malik Hawkins, and Kamori Moore. Pretty good list right there. Kamori Moore. Have you have you had a prediction in for him, or was that no, just kind of one. a new is that a was that defensive lineman in the Kansas City area? Lee's Summit North. Look at this staff. Just continuing. Pipeline. Just continuing to attack. The uh, Kansas City area, and there's some really good players in that Kansas City area. We've talked about that several times before, and uh, OU's doing work up there. Big story today, though, with OU recruiting is Grayson Harris. Uh, he's going to announce a decision at 4.30 today, so in about two and a half hours. Four-star wide receiver in the 24-7 composite rankings, number 188 nationally. 5'10", 170 out of Ennis, Texas. Uh, Emmett Jones has been hot, and it kind of feels like he's going to stay hot today with OU's, what, second commit in the 2025 class. This is a good wide receiver prospect for sure. That he is number 81 overall in the nation, regardless of position, in the Rivals 250 for the class of 2025. Grayson Harris can go. And is a kid that had plenty of high major offers outside of Oklahoma, lots and lots of Power 5 interest. What's intriguing, though, is that Emmett Jones has been watering the bamboo, as it were, with Grayson Harris for an absurdly long time, Tyler. In fact, not only did Emmett Jones offer Grayson Harris at Texas Tech, but Emmett Jones offered Grayson Harris at Kansas. Jeez. He really is a day day one. (laughs) No joke. October of 2021, Grayson Harris was a freshman in high school at Ennis. And his tape caught Emmett Jones' eye. Emmett gave him the offer there. A month and a half later, he was on staff at Texas Tech, immediately offered Harris at Tech. And then obviously a year later when he came to Oklahoma, Harris was one of the first kids he reached out to to extend the opportunity to play in the Crimson and Cream. So, 
the relationships that Emmett Jones has built with Grayson Harris and his family go back literally to the very yeah. beginning. Well, he's good enough for him at Kansas. He was good enough for him at Tech, and he's still good enough for him at Oklahoma. And again, four-star rating, 24-7 composite. Florida State has offered, TCU offered, Mississippi State has offered, Baylor has offered. We'll see, like, Grayson Harris just going into his junior year, so he's still got a lot of time to get other offers. And I'm sure that he will – but maybe his offer list won't look as impressive as some others wide receivers his caliber if he commits to OU today and he looks like he's going to be a pretty strong commit to OU in his last two uh, years playing high school Texas football. Here's the deal, man. What I've learned so far, if Emmett Jones wants someone in the state of Texas, by God, he's going to go get that, that, that wide receiver in the state of Texas. He is owning right now in that state, and we knew that he had connections there and there's a lot to be excited about. He was our, he was the ref recruiter of the month for the month of April, and it looks like he's going to get on the board first in the month of May as well. I would say he's going to stake himself to a sizable lead because May is going to be a quiet month on the recruiting trail in general, but if Emmett Jones opens up the month of May with a commit on the first of the month, yeah, he'll be in line to become the very first OU assistant to ever land back-to-back Ref Recruiter of the Month honors. This is uncharted territory that we're stepping into. So, so you think he's the favorite to Recruiter of the Month for May? I, I would say so. <laughs> Regarding Emma Jones, uh, that boy good. Yeah, yeah, he has been so far. So, so I feel like I should get the tweet ready on the Ref accounts. Guys who can recruit – and get the Emmett Jones photo ready. You you think that's pretty safe to go yeah, ahead and get that tweet Emmett, ready for Emmett Jones in a Kansas polo. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know if everyone would get that joke, but you and I would find it funny. Again, 510-170 out of uh, Ennis, Texas, number 188 nationally, 24-7 composite ranking. So that And that's another thing for me is I reference the 24-7 rankings all the time. And we can continue to. I like the 24-7 composite ranking, it just it, it's like – the average of everyone, so I almost – that's what I normally go with because it averages all of the recruiting services rankings in. Yes, the 24-7 composite is the ranking that everyone should pay attention to more so than any of the individual sites' rankings because it gives you a glimpse at what the entire industry thinks of a specific prospect, not just what one single team of evaluators has to say about that prospect. And on that note, from the 918, there was a texture that asked – Question for Parker. So good. Did you leave 24-7 because 24-7 dropped your boy Michael Hawkins to a three-star? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I saw awesome. that four-star disappear, and I was like, screw yeah. it, I'm out. Yeah, it's going to be weird working with people who might uh, value OU's quarterback commit in this class a little bit higher. Yeah, Michael Hawkins is the number two dual-threat quarterback in the country per arrival. Seriously? Yes. Ooh, that's a little bit different than, uh, than what 24-7 has. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Well, you sponsor the text line for added exposure, right? They're getting it, and all the jokes probably got stale by high school. So good for Knipple. Yeah, you guys are having fun with that today. Knipple Meyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, appreciate the Knipple Meyer Chevrolet for coming on board with us. Sugar Shane in Newcastle says OU will finish with a higher ranked 24 class than Texas. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the deal. OU's ranked number 20 right now on Rivals. Uh, Texas is back at like 60, I think, with just one three-star and one four-star commit. OU definitely, definitely has the early lead, and Texas will end up with the top 10 class, pretty much like most years when they do. But what I favor OU right now for the higher ranked class, with what OU has um, still out there, a defensive line, 
I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go where I'm gonna go there with you, uh, Sugar Shane. I think OU does have a higher ranked class in Texas this cycle. I think that happens, and I would agree. Oklahoma was very very close to having a higher ranked class than Texas a year ago, and honestly, if forty nine to nothing doesn't happen, then maybe OU holds on to Colton Vosick, and maybe they flip flop with Texas in the rankings, and they're at number three instead of number four, but. In 2024, with the way that things are trending, especially on the defensive line for Oklahoma, with so many elite prospects in that position group seemingly favoring OU at this point in the process. And also when you keep in mind the fact that there's not going to be an Arch Manning type of player, type of commit to elevate Texas's recruiting ranking the way that there was in 2023 – it's the safe bet that OU's going to outpace the Longhorns. Uh, can we still call OU's 2023 class number four overall? Didn't rivals have them outside the top five? That's from a texter in the 405. Yes, we can. That will still be known as Brent Venable's first uh, top five recruiting class. That is that is not going to change. Yes. Uh, we, we've got multiple people asking that. So we can no longer refer to this as a top five class. No, we can and still will refer to this as a top five class, regardless of which service had it. It, it counts. The service at the time. That's, that's what it counts. At the time, you're with 24-7. It was top five. So it still stands today that it's a top well, five class. Well, and here's the thing. 24-7's rankings are based on the composite as well. So. Yeah, which is the average of all the other services in there. So 24-7's team rankings are going to be the best way to gauge where Oklahoma's class stacks up. Sam and Edmund, if Archibald would have been rated correctly at 2.75 stars, then OU would have been better anyway. Uh, They were just right behind. What did Texas end up? uh, Number three? Is that what they finished? OU four, Texas three? That's what I thought, yeah. I think Georgia and Ohio State above that. Yeah, and uh, boy, Michigan and Ohio State rolling right now, as well as uh, Georgia right now in this 2024 class. But yeah, that's what we're looking forward to uh, today. Grayson Harris coming up at 4.30 p.m. today. Again, four-star wide receiver out of the state of Texas. Emmett Jones, uh, man, yeah, you, you like that wide receiver higher at the time, and it just gets better and better as the week goes on. He was our ref recruiter last month. And he's got a great chance to be the uh, ref recruiter uh, once again this coming month. Uh, I, I have seen a lot of David Stone predictions coming in. There was a new David Stone prediction that came in, and it had his uh, weight listed wrong. Yes, he I was saw like, that. Actually, it's six foot four, two eighty five, is what I'm currently listed at. So some people are getting all excited about, ooh, these new predictions coming in for David Stone. But is that just uh, new recruiting guys going over to new sites? And putting in the new predictions on their new website, is that pretty much what that That's is? That's what it boils down to, yes. But at the same time, it means that, you know, we've thought that we do kind of roll our eyes a little bit. We've thought that OU is led in this recruitment, and basically what that says is that's still kind of the same thing today. So from the OU side, there's a belief that they lead for David Stone, and there's still a belief that OU leads for williams area as well, even after that Colorado visit a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the Colorado visit isn't going to factor into Will Nonary's recruitment hardly at all. His top four are OU, Tennessee, Oregon, and Missouri. That's not changing anytime soon. There is maybe a case to be made that Georgia could enter the mix if they end up getting an official from Nonary, but there are four schools above the rest right now, and of those four, it seems that Oklahoma has the strongest odds to land Nonary, so... 
Not a concern right now to me. How does the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line affect recruiting? Well, if on Knipplemeyer Chevrolet's first day on the text line, there's a four-star wide receiver commit, maybe we should give them credit. I don't know. I would say very positive effect if this Grayson Harris decision goes down. And it, 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 it feels like it's a pretty widespread belief that he's going to pick OU today, correct? We're not steering anyone in the wrong direction. OU seems like the favorite here. OU is very much the favorite. Yeah, it sure, it sure feels that way, for sure. 405-651-3439, hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, portal injuries, the portal going on right now in college football, though it officially closed last night. We'll give you the latest from the portal and a whole lot more. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Locked in with McCobus and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Ref Army. Listening nationwide today, Columbus, Georgia is checked in. Hendersonville, Tennessee is listening via the free and the official KREF app. Gunnison, Colorado. Parker City, Indiana. Hey, what up? Tyler, Texas. Nice. Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Small town of the day, Kanawha, Oklahoma. Their first appearance in the... uh, Kanawha. Small town... uh, Daily small Help me list. out with a geographical frame of reference here. Let me lick on the app map. It's out east a little bit, I believe. we got so many people listening in the state today. Um, it's hard to go back and find the Conawall uh, one, but I believe it's out east a little bit. So, again, download our free app in the App Store. Just search K-R-E-F. Ref Army, uh, where they're listening nationwide, brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and on Main Street in Norman. Shape, uh, shop K&N for all your home furnishing and design needs, offering both new and custom furniture, the original one-stop shop. Uh, in the portal this weekend, Colin Montgomery, OU of, uh, offensive lineman, is officially in the portal. Surprised? Not surprised? Big not, deal? Not that big of a deal? Not really su- surprised. And He pretty drastically reshaped his body this past year, which kind of gave you some hope that maybe it would click for him at some point at Oklahoma, but... He came in with a ton of bad weight, really wasn't ready. And one of those guys, to be honest, Tyler, I and you know, I I don't want to make it seem like I'm dumping on the kid because I'm not trying to at all. But, but one of those guys that, you know, I to be honest, I was a little bit surprised when OU took him just because he was a good player, didn't seem like he was OU good. And so uh, he's out the door, as is Jamarian Bird, as is Jaden Davis and Damon Harmon. Those three we touched on last week, but opens up a few spots that Oklahoma is hoping to fortify via the transfer portal, and they've made several offers. Yeah, offensive line is pretty obvious. They want to add at least uh, one 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 name there. Transfer wide receiver. Are they still pursuing another transfer wide receiver? I, I know a lot of people. Want to know about the uh, Michigan State transfer, Keon Coleman, who led Michigan State in um, some major receiving categories last year. He's the number two player in the portal currently via the Athletic. Anything there with OU and Keon uh, Coleman and anything with an OU wide receiver? With Coleman being a Louisiana kid, you have to figure a guy like that is LSU's until he's not. I do know that Oklahoma is heavily interested in Jordan Tyson, formerly of Colorado. So, yes, to answer your question, the Sooners do have eyes on a few wide receivers in the portal. It seems like they're going to add one more, 
and we know they're in the market for another linebacker, for a defensive back as well, and potentially for an offensive lineman going forward. Uh, telling that they're still looking for another wide receiver in the portal after they've already gotten one? Or is this just a numbers thing? Yeah, Because it feels like the numbers are okay at wide receiver. I just trying to figure out if this tells us anything about wide receiver, seeing as they wanted to add two this this portal cycle. I think it's more just about having a variety of guys that you feel you can count on just because there's not a whole lot of proven depth in that room as it is. There's guys with really intriguing and exciting physical traits, i.e. Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, even DJ Graham, certainly Jaquay's Petaway coming in. But I'll, I'll go back to it, man. Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops are the only two guys on this roster who have caught more than three passes in an Oklahoma uniform. Peyton says, wish Keon Coleman would have came in before Brennan Thompson because I think we would have taken him. I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with Brennan Thompson, that get at wide receiver, because of the uh, the elite speed that's there. But is Keon Coleman a good player? I mean, yeah, he's he's more proven than Brennan Thompson is at this level. I mean, that, that you can't argue uh, at all. Um, offensive linemen who they're looking at. We know about Troy Everett, who's already taken a visit here. He was here for the spring game. Uh, offensive lineman transfer out of App State. Started six games at center for App State as a redshirt freshman. Uh, earned second team freshman All-America from the Athletic. Six foot three, 285-pound lineman. Uh, also spent time at left guard this spring. He's planning to take OVs to OU, Louisville, Cincinnati, and Virginia Tech. Troy Everett, the 18th-ranked offensive lineman currently in the, in the portal via the Athletic. And there's also Josh Simmons from San Diego State, who is one of the highest-rated signees in program history as a four-star in 2021. And he moved to the starting lineup last year for SDSU as a redshirt freshman. Six foot six, 305-pound lineman. Started all 13 games at right tackle. So I think that either of those two names would be nice depth-wise for you on the O-line. Sure, but jo- uh, Josh Simmons actually committed to Ohio State Oh, did he commit to Ohio State so yesterday? he's okay. off the market. 25th officially. player available is no longer available. But Troy Everett still uh, potentially in the mix? Troy Everett, uh, the buzz right now is for Virginia Tech, which makes sense because he's from Virginia. But, yeah, I mean, technically Troy Everett is still in the mix. It doesn't really seem like OU has as strong of a chance there as maybe things were starting to look like they were trending a week ago at this time. Uh, From the 405 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, I didn't get much from the spring game except that the wide receiver room still needs major help. If Jaden Gibson couldn't haul in those two passes in the spring game, I can't see him doing it in an actual game. Unfortunately, I think he's portal-bound after the 2023 season. Maybe. I, look, I, I said it last week. I'll say it again today. I like When I look at wide receiver, I'm not going to put Jaden Gibson as my favorite to be the leading wide receiver or even in the top three. But a lot of things can happen throughout the course of training camp. A lot of things can happen throughout the course of the season. I don't know if it's mental right now with Jaden Gibson and not being able to catch the football. Is it an issue? Absolutely. But I'm not just going to write him off as someone who's never going to play here and is portal bound after the season just yet. Let's see what happens through training camp. Let's see what happens throughout the year. Maybe he makes a big play early in the season, and maybe we see a different Jaden Gibson moving forward. But there's still there's still a lot of potential to like there with Jaden Gibson. So There is, and I we talked about this last week, what gives you hope is that drops are a mental thing. There is nothing wrong with Jaden Gibson from a physical perspective. The tools are all there. It's just a matter of getting his head right. And assuming he can do that, 
He's a guy with an immensely high ceiling. Uh, someone just sent us a an article from Keon Coleman picking KU over OU, citing desire to change the culture. July 4th commitment date has led to many believe that the six foot four Louisiana wideout intends to pick Sooners. Well, <laughs> Keon Coleman, uh, someone dug that up from July 4th of 2020, over uh, over two years ago. Yeah, I, so I remember OU was the crystal ball favorite at that point for Keon Coleman. That was before I worked at 24-7. It looked like OU was going to get Keon Coleman. I, I, I remember the day before July 4th getting on the phone with him and doing the commitment interview. And it wasn't 100% certain at that time, but it still felt like Oklahoma was going to be the spot. And so I get on the phone with him. I'm getting ready to write up this article and have it ready to publish. And so I'm like, okay, man. What's the pick? And he said, I'm going to Kansas. That's not a phone call that you get every day from a highly ranked wide receiver. And I'm like, wait, 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 the University of Kansas? Yeah. Or you're just going to Kansas on a family vacation? Now, he Which wanted one? to play basketball, and that was part of the yeah. reason why Kansas had such an allure. But, yeah, he was committed to Kansas for a good long time and uh, didn't flip to Michigan State until signing day. Uh, love the Knipplemeyer text line. It's like a breath of fresh areola, says a texter. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I love it. It's it's great. Uh, I did see that Caden Durham and Jaquay's Petaway uh, were burning it up in the 100-meter uh, for 6A in, in high school in Texas. Dude, like, Petaway will be on campus soon. Um, and, of course, you've, you, you've already got speed in that room with Andrea Lanthony. Uh, you got it coming in with Brennan Thompson. This could be Parker. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be the best wide receiver core OU's had in a while, but will it be the fastest wide receiver core that OU's had in a while? They are sure trending towards that if that's not true already. They, they've got a ton of speed there. A ton the amount of, of sub 10 3 guys that Oklahoma's about to have on this roster, Tyler, especially if they get Caden Durham, Brennan Thompson, Jaquez Petaway, Jaden Rowe. Gavin Sawchuk, Gentry Williams. There are burners everywhere on both sides of the ball for Oklahoma right now. They have definitely improved in the uh, speed category. Which they have needed to improve in that category. Yeah. Breaking news, 24-7, rivals on three. No one gives a blank. Just listen to the ref. Thank you, Texter, in the uh, 317. Appreciate that. Recruiting Doomer 1. Hey, Parker, is Todd Bates planning on doing anything? Hey, there's a question for you. Yes, Todd Bates is planning on doing things. Uh, Todd Bates is planning on signing multiple blue-chip interior defensive linemen in the class of 2024. Those are at least the plans. I am inclined to believe they will come to fruition. There are those that do not share my optimism, recruiting doomers elsewhere. Are those the only ones, though, recruiting doomers who don't share the optimism for laning at least one big-time D-lineman? because Bates leads for, like, five or six dudes. Well, and that's the thing. Like, three months ago, when we first started talking about the Big Four, it's probably even longer than that, it was, all right, like, I'm a little bit nervous just to say that, you know, they're going to lead and they're going to get multiple of these guys, maybe just one. I I don't think people are going to be happy with with one of the Big Four this cycle. You agree with that? I kind of feel like the number is two or more is what people want at this point. And I, I think that's ex- extremely doable for Todd Bates. It's very two doable. Four. It's very doable. Right now, I think Oklahoma gets at least three. They're not going to get them all, and we've talked about this. right? Even though it looks like they're trending very nicely for all of those players as individuals, 
they're not going to get them all. There will be at least one that goes somewhere else. But very much within the realm of possibility that they could get three. Uh, by the way, more portal movements. Bray Walker, former five-star offensive lineman. Uh, he is headed to Texas State. So Bray Walker wasn't anywhere for spring ball, but he will, uh, he'll be going to Texas State to play. And hope it works out for Bray. Hope he goes down to Texas State and has an opportunity to be a starter and has a, uh, has a really good year. But he will be playing college football coming up next season. 405-651-3439 is the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to those and a whole lot more. A whole lot of recruiting, a whole lot of portal. More to come next right here on The Ref. Boy, the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, the new sponsorship is very, very popular today. The Nip, if someone sends a dumb text in like this one, says the texture of the 918, we can call it a nip slip. <laughs> <laughs> the Janet Jackson text line. Yeah, that's what we'll we call love it. to see the, it. Uh, the nip slip. That's, that's awesome. Uh, OU women's soccer. Got a new head coach. Is Peyton Bowen's uh, girlfriend going to recommit to the team? We can hope, right? That's what everyone's wanting heck to know. If I, know. I have line. zero intel on the soccer team. You're not but... going to put in a uh, future cast for Peyton Bowen's girlfriend to recommit or to uh, commit elsewhere? That should have been your first future cast on Rivals. <laughs> Emma Alvord to the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> yeah. That, hey, that would get more attention than uh, a lot of the crystal balls or future casts. I could tell you that. Probably so. That would have got gotten a ton of attention. Uh, okay, April recruiting winners, according to On3, they have Ohio State as the biggest winner in recruiting for April with seven commits. Yeah, they, they tore it up. Michigan at two, Penn State at three, Florida State at flo- uh, four, and then Oklahoma at number five. Five April commits for OU. Says the Sooners had one of the slower starts to this cycle with just one commit heading into April. It was a banner month for Brent Venables and company. Highlighted by landing Zion Kearney, uh, the big playmaker out of Missouri City, Jaden Hardy, Michael Hawkins, Isaiah Autry, Kellen Daniels, and they still have momentum with a couple of elite targets such as Bryant Westco and David Stone. Yes, we talked about the month of April and all five commits. It's the best single month of OU football recruiting in, well, maybe like a handful of months, man. And I know a lot of that was because – of the 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 end of the season, the slow start to the cycle, but April's about as good of a month as you've had in uh, in quite some time. Yeah, I would say you got to go back to well December, and I can't remember offhand how many commitments Oklahoma got in the month of December, but getting Peyton Bowen was worth three or four That's regular true. commitments. Well, and now so. that we've seen him live, it's uh, oh yeah, yeah, glad, he, glad, glad that one. Glad he was he worth the headache. Well, he was worth the headache for some fans. I think the jury's still out on whether he was worth the headache for me to cover throughout the whole ordeal. But uh, Peyton Bowen, from everything that we have seen of him, especially from what we got to see last week in the spring game, uh, kid can ball. Kid will have no trouble adjusting. Sooner Gundy says the Knippelmeyer text line has some extremely cold takes. You're ready to just read these off all week, right? Yes. I mean, it's not, yes, it's not, it's not stopping today. Uh, Bowen here. Let's get Wesco. This is a texter in the 918. Yeah, I, sounds like you should still feel pretty good for Bryant Wesco. Top 10 uh, overall player nationally and a five-star wide receiver. That's, I mean, and honestly, Parker, like the thing with Bryant Wesco is that's already been trending really well for quite some time, but 
who are we to doubt you know anything with Emmett Jones right now on the recruiting trail with how with the way that it's going? Yeah, that guy has certainly earned the benefit of the doubt in the early stages, and who knows. Maybe the narrative will turn on his, its head if things go quietly for a while, but less than two hours away from potentially landing another commitment, there is nobody in recent memory, maybe, maybe Miguel Chavis, but I can think of very few assistants in recent memory at Oklahoma that have announced their presence with such a flourish as far as recruiting is concerned uh, the way Emmett Jones has. It's pretty incredible. Uh, recruiting Doomer wants to know, um, you got to throw him on the table here with a mallet in the executioner's hands. Who does Todd Bates get? David Stone. Joseph Jonah Ajonye. Nigel Smith. And Sedavian Sims. No one air. He's going to Tennessee. No, no, no. That's Chavis. Okay, okay. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm just. I was thinking about the whole defensive line for some reason, but okay. Dude, you get that. That's going to be an excluding edge since we're just talking about Todd Bates here. Um, that's that's going to be one of, if not the best defensive line class, if if he's able to get all those prospects for sure. I mean, that would be that would be big time. Somebody said get General Booty an NIL deal with the NIP. <laughs> we could. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Zane says, Parker dropping his balls for stone sounded redundant anyway. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Zane can clarify. Yeah, I'm going to need some clarification on that. Patrick says, Parker, what was worse, David Hicks or Peyton Bowen? David Hicks was far worse just because I <laughs> I ended up being right about Peyton Bowen in the end. David Hicks, not so much. Yeah, that was, that was a tough And people day. were furious about David Hicks. We dubbed September 28th David Hicks Day on these very airwaves, yeah, Tyler. My, my bad on that one. My yeah. bad. And then, boom, he's an Aggie and... It was Meltdown Central. Um, speaking of Meltdown Central, that looks like it's starting to happen out in Boulder, Colorado. You know, a week ago it was, well, I mean, it, their roster is terrible out there. And th- th- Dion's got a plan. Dion's got a plan. Don't worry. He's got a plan. There's a reason that all this is happening. And now that you see, like, some really good players or the good players, some of the good players they have are entering the portal, it's yeah. Dion has a plan, right? There's not all the, there, there's not the confidence in that whole situation than there was uh, a couple of weeks ago. I <laughs> Look, I defended Dion. I did. I didn't want to sound the alarm too soon. But when you got guys entering the transfer portal – that just transferred to your program three months ago? Yeah, okay, I'm officially worried. I'm officially worried. I have my apprehensions about the situation at Colorado. There's a reason why they're a 21-point dog to TCU in Game 1, and there's a reason why they're a a 7.5-point dog to Nebraska um, in the second game of the year, their first home game. Which, by the way, I'd be interested to know the last time Nebraska was a seven and a half point favorite over a Power Five opponent on the road. And the Big Ten can be so bad at the bottom that maybe that's been the case more recently than I can than, than I realize. But Nebraska, if Nebraska, you're playing them at home and you're a seven and a half point dog on your home field to Nebraska, uh, Vegas doesn't think that you're going to be very good. And Vegas doesn't think that Colorado's going to be very good next year. Well, heck, I don't think Nebraska's going to be very good. I don't know what I'm saying. speaks to the perception of Colorado right now. 
a lot, and I've heard this from several people that have been around the program up at Colorado, a lot is riding on how good Shadur Sanders actually is. And the thought there is he, he might not be that good. Yeah, well, I don't think that would be all that shocking. Uh, and, hey, if he is a good quarterback in the Pac-12 – that's not going to get it done all on its own. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 next year, by far and away, they had the best collection of uh, quarterbacks in college football next year. Pac-12 going to be really good at that position next year. Jeff in DFW says, thanks for finally owing, owning the overblown reaction by calling it David Hicks Day. I feel like we've done that maybe a couple of times, but uh, yeah, sure. And D in Choctaw says, not going to lie. Took me a while to forgive Tyler for the whole David Hicks Day fiasco. Yeah, D, I still haven't forgiven myself. So, but thank you for uh, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for learning how to forgive. I haven't forgiven myself just yet. It maybe was someday. Was a brutal. Uh, from the nine one eight. If y'all are old enough to remember the Robert Meacham debacle yes. on signing day, yes, then you know not to ever count your chickens till they're in the coop. Ninety nine percent going to OU, isn't that what he said? Robert Meacham, 99% going to OU, and he goes to Tennessee, and he was actually a pretty good player for Tennessee and played uh, for the Saints for uh, for a decent stretch there. Robert Meacham ended up being a pretty good wide receiver, if I remember, if I remember correctly. I mean, he was in the league I think he won a, a Super Bowl. Did he New win Orleans. that Super Bowl with the Saints? Yeah. yeah. Fairly certain. It worked out okay for him. But, yeah, the 99% uh, going to OU thing, that that's yeah, that hurt at the time. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Whole lot of text to get to. We are on commit watch. 4.30 this afternoon, four-star wide receiver Grayson Harris and the 2025 class will commit. So what you're saying is don't, I'm not it's saying it. Grayson Harris I'm not day. doing it. I don't want to hear that. The text line doesn't want to hear that. Dean Choctaw just forgave me, apparently. I don't want him mad at me all over again. Final segment of Locked In is coming up next. Final segment, Locked In with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the Homeless Sooner fans inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Grayson Harris, four-star wide receiver, 2025, going to commit at 430 today. 5'10", 170 pounds out of Venice, Texas. The number 188 player nationally. Offers from Florida State, TCU, Mississippi State, and Baylor. And um, seems like OU sitting in a pretty good spot for this one. A little more than 90 minutes away from decision time for Grayson Harris. Sitting in a very good spot, and if you can kick off your 2025 class with a quarterback commit in Kevin Sperry and a skill position guy in Grayson Harris, a top 100 national skill position guy to pair with Kevin Sperry, there's a lot of reason for early confidence that as good as 2023 was and as good as 2024 was, not going to see any substantial drop-off in 2025. Recruiting Doomer 1 says, I don't care about 25. Although Emmett Jones is on the heater. I need okay, 2024 well, war daddies is what he says. <laughs> okay, well, the war daddies are coming. And uh, thanks for the acknowledgement that Emmett Jones is on a heater. Because he is. Doomer as you may be, it is objective that Emmett Jones is recruiting his tail off at the moment. Mike and Norman says, glad we have the text line to help stay abreast of developments. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's been some good ones today. <sighs> you guys are funny. I am looking at the uh, I'm looking at 24/7's post spring top 25 rankings, and it does lead into Where's a question. Where's Texas? I don't know. I I haven't. I've just I saw OU at 20, oh, and okay. they're they're way too early pre spring rankings. They had OU at 23. 
And now they have OU at 20 after the spring because of what they got via the portal and in the recruiting class. This question goes to you and the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Did your opinion of OU this season change whatsoever after spring ball? Like, do you think differently about this team and how good they can be now as opposed to how you did during the spur before the spring? Did something happen during spring ball or the spring game that makes you feel better or worse about OU this coming season? Anything with you? No, not really. I think if there's one thing that gave me optimism, it's as simple as, well, some of the freshmen looked really, really good and like they're ready to contribute right away. But even so, that's more of a – I would say that's more of a reason for optimism in 2024 than it is in 2023 just because you've got a lot of upperclassmen that are going to play a lot of those snaps this coming fall. But the knowledge that the next generation is already very much up to speed with the pace of the collegiate game, that gives you plenty of hope in the long run. Yeah, I feel I feel better about this team in the secondary than I did. And I, and I felt pretty good about the secondary going into spring ball, but Parker, I really feel good about safety. I feel really good about safety. I feel good about corner. Um, linebackers and defensive line, opinion didn't change all that much there. Offensive line, I'm still very much in a wait-and-see approach, but I think I feel a little bit better based on what I saw in the back end of the defense. But, like... Do I think totally different about this team after what I saw in spring ball or heard during spring ball? Not really because my expectations were so high with that schedule that we always talk about, you know? My expectations um, did not change in terms of they've got to at least win 10 games this year. Got I, to. On, on the Knippelmeyer text line. See, you almost said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of a sudden, the text line really perks me up. Oh, gosh. The yuck. text line has been absolutely titillating today. <laughs> Who would you say is the titular recruiting prospect oh as gosh. of right now? Jeez, you guys, seriously? From the 918, will Tucker Carlson be joining rivals as well? Ooh, that'd be a big get for you guys. It'd be great. He'll bring an audience. Drop his uh, rival's future cast on the uh, on the uh, political landscape. That'd be great. His future cast on who he thinks the next president's going to be. That that'd be fun. Mm, I I can't read some of these. You people need to make sure these texts are read. Uh, <laughs> Patrick says the text line is real and it's spectacular. Yes, it is. I I think it's the it's the single best sellable feature in all of radio in this market so i i mean it's great for multiple reasons it's like real it's raw it's live it's it's all of that and i i, I don't know i i think it's a great sellable asset for us so i'm i'm uh i'm happy that knippelmeyer chevrolet is uh on board it's gonna make it a lot of fun uh for a texture in the 918 says overall i feel good about the defense as a whole offense has some issues that need to be nipped in the bud so uh, they went with a half serious text, half very funny text there. I, I do feel like, um, and tell me if you agree with this, I feel like fans are more optimistic about this defense after what they've seen. Not totally sold that it's a top 10 or a top 15 defense, but I think the expectation and the hope is that this defense is going to be a lot better this year. Fair? Somebody said you're milking the text line for all it's worth. I'm sorry, that was too good not to share. Yeah, there's some good ones. <laughs> um no, the defense is going to be better this year, and I, I think there are still questions. And I was doing a Q&A, a Q&A over on OUinsider.com on the Rivals Network earlier today, and one of the things I mentioned was 
I think there's still a question mark as to who's going to be the guy on the interior defensive line because you got a ton of guys there in terms of numbers, but nobody has set themselves apart from the pack. And as you'll recall, Tyler, Oklahoma's defense had many issues in 2022, but that was one of the conspicuous ones. Jeffrey Johnson and Jalen Redmond didn't impact the game you would have liked them to from the interior of the defensive line. So I've got to see somebody emerge. Obviously, linebacker play is going to be improved. Obviously, secondary play is going to be improved. Obviously, we expect the pressure off the edge to take a step up with our Mason Thomas and Rondell Bothroyd and potentially P.J. Adabari in the mix. But on the interior defensive line, to me, if there is one singular question mark for Oklahoma's defense at this point in 2023, as far as a position group, it is that group in my eyes. Uh, one texter wants to know, would you bet $500 that Danny Stutzman leads the team in tackles again, or is it going to be someone new? 500 doll hairs. Would you put it on the line for Stutzman to be your leading tackler? Mm. Taking a chance there. Wait, so I'm betting on Stutzman or you're betting, betting on Stutzman? You're betting on Stutzman. $500 that he's the leading tackler again this year. Yes, I would bet on Stutzman. I would too. Like, there, There's always the if, – if injuries are not a thing for Danny this year, then I think that he's your leading tackler again. Um, might be the best player on your defense – Position where he's going to get a lot of tackles. $500 is a risk, but I think that I would throw $500 as well for uh, Stutzman to be your leading tackler. All right, that'll do it for us. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref. We're the Homeless Center fans.